Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Ryan, I'm excited about this episode. Excited to record it. Excited to to talk about all the things we want to talk about. I'll be honest, man. Sometimes we record episodes and, you know, we get on and, you know, we get through it. We just get through it, you know. Sometimes, you know, when sometimes you got to, when you're with your girl, you know, you got to get in the mood. You're not really in the mood, so she don't get the real stuff. She get, like, the like the lazy dick, not like the... Yep. Like the not really or this is a this is an equal opportunist podcast, ladies. Sometimes maybe you're not feeling it, maybe you're tired, so you don't you don't throw it back as much as you. As as you. Just, just laying down. <laughs> just, but that roll over that little roll over, just kind of pull it back, you know, pull the, the little skirt up, not the skirt, you know. <laughs> like go ahead and do your thing, but. And sometimes, sometimes we record episodes and it feels like that at the end. But this one, this is a feel good. Ah. <laughs> My cat just attacked me. I'm <laughs> motherfucker, fuck you, you motherfucker. Uh, gotta love him. Gotta love him. Um, that said. That said, feel good about this one. We actually got a lot of Saints news to talk about. We got talk about the game preview, preview pods, big, big game against the Seahawks, Monday Night Football. First primetime game the Saints have had since the season started. And let's start here. So let's start with some news, right? Start with news. Saints, showing interest. And potentially wanting to acquire Marlon Mack. Okay. What? I'll say this: He's due. Uh, his contract is like a million dollars. That's it. Right. And he's buried for the most part. Number third for the Colts um, depth chart. They have Jonathan Taylor, who was an absolute stud. They got Naheem Hines, who was a really great third down running back. Like, Marlon Mack, he had injury concerns. He, he's healthy now. So there's a lot of teams in on him to acquire him before the trade deadline. Do you think this is more of Tony Jones Jr.'s injured? We don't want to put the full load on AK. Or do they see this as, a, as an opportunity that they think that he's a talented player, cheap contract um, that can help Helps put the time and and help the team win. Well, I think they see it as a either a lateral or upgrade to uh, you know Tony Jones Jr. You know, it's as simple as that. Like if they could, they don't care. You know, I mean, they if they feel like they could fill that position. They know they need a second running back. And if you know, if whether it's through trade, free agency, waiver wire. Undrafted free agent, whatever they're gonna try to fill that. Tony Jones Jr. left the Cardinals game last year with injury. He's injured now. You know, it's a fine running back, but it's like it's not like he's some unreplaceable talent. You know, I mean, so I think they're just gonna keep going to the well until they hit it. You know, I mean, they brought Lamar Miller in. Uh, Final to the practice squad. Yeah, we'll see. You know, if that's anything or not. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I think they're just gonna keep just going to the well. Like, there's no solidified plan, man. They just know they need a second running back and maybe a third running back. Yeah, uh, just to, Dwayne Washington was, I mean, he's mostly a special teamer, but he was a, a DMP today. Right, exactly. So they, they just need, they need running backs, man. It's just, they're going to keep going at it, you know, probably not, they're not going to give up a big pick for it, but um, that's why I don't think, I don't know, I don't think they'll get Marlin back because I think since because of that report, those reports like that come out today is because team is trying to generate more interest. Yes. So, I mean, we'll see. So, 
Let's talk about the good news. Talk about the good news. Whew. So many fucking players were came off of the boomerang IR. I, I, I got like the the list. <laughs> the list is extensive, Ryan. Oh. Two first. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to forget someone. Two first. Ken Crawley, um, Traquan. See, I'm already forgetting someone. Like, there, there, there's for sure more than that. Um, well, those are the those are the big names. Nick Bennett. Nick Bennett, yeah. Who sneak sneakily could be huge. And then today, the practice report. Oh, sorry, and and Quan, Quan Alexander. Yeah. Uh, and then on the practice report, you, you got, we got Eric McCoy huh. and Tehran as limited practice. Huh? <sighs> Ryan? Ryan. Yeah. I, there is no way. These Saints should lose this game on Monday. Don't do it. Don't do it, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, 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 I'm not saying they're not going to. <laughs> Don't even say it. Don't even say that much, man. Because uh, they, I mean, there's it. Like, you know, on paper, there should be no reason. None. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I mean, the Seahawks, they can't run the ball. The Saints, you know, have a good run defense or whatever, but. You know, we've seen the catcher slipping from time to time, you know. Maybe Gino catch a little heat, you know. Maybe Gino maybe the offense. And look, I mean, look, the offense, I mean, you say it struggles and, you know, can't score over 17 points, which we've seen. Anybody can win, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> So, but yeah, like if this team is coming back healthy, though, know, if they can get, you know, close to healthy, Eric McCoy is huge, man. Like huge. Yes. It just it just moves everything. You get Caesar back to his guard spot. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he plays that well. You know, you get to Ryan back. It's not like Seattle has this great pass rush. They don't. Um, it's been absolutely atrocious, atrocious, atrocious all season. Atrocious, man. It would be very disappointing if the offense looks bad. In Seattle, I put it. Yeah, right. like speaking. Of, I mean, speaking of Seattle's pass rush, just their defense, their right. defense as a whole. The Seahawks defense has been like like a slip, giving up multiple yards, multiple points, no pass rush. Yes, they have Bobby Wagner. Yes, they have Jamal Adams, but no real identity <laughs> in the secondary. We saw it a little bit. Sean took the took the training wheels off Jameis in that Washington game because Washington had a bad defense. I'm it, sorry, bro, bro. If Sean Payton, like Sean Payton, if you can't figure out how, a way to abuse Jamal Adams, it's like what are we doing, bro? Come on, come on, with get it. him, like, get him, figure out how to get him in pass coverage. Whatever personnel group it takes. If you got you got to get four, you know, four wide receivers on the field, whatever. Get him in coverage and abuse that boy. He is not a coverage player. He's not a coverage player. Like, you got to figure out scheme-wise, formationally, how can I get AK on Jamal Adams? Yes. <laughs> it's that simple, right? Like, it's that simple. It's that simple, man. Get get him in the pass game, man. Like, that. that's eating. That's food. Um, It, it should be. It really should be. And I think this needs to be more kind of what we saw also against, you know, the Washington football team is, and we might see a completely different offense in the sense that, like you said, Eric McCoy being back and maybe if he's back and he's making the line call, we don't, we don't know who's making the line calls. We just don't. Uh But if he's back and he's calling the line calls and he's calling protections and, and shifting, that can alleviate so much off of Jameis's plate where he could just just throw. Just throw and find matchups and identify them. 
and just play his game. Looking like Taysom Hill is still out. Um, yeah, I, don't know I mean, he's, and that's been like two weeks. So that's that's. It's kind of scary, it's, right there. It is, man. Yeah. It's concerning. Um, you know, but on the flip side, you know, got Jameis, so it's like Jameis. That's it. There's no, you know, there's no cheat code. There's no cheat code in the red zone. None of that. Jameis is gonna have to figure it out and run the whole offense. You know, and it's gonna have to all be on him. Yeah, there's What's there's no no quarterback power. That's not, I mean, we don't know, right? But like, if he has, a, if Taysom hasn't been cleared, and today's Thursday, they play Monday. I would probably leave it to be that he probably is not going to be cleared before Monday's game, right? And I think a point is, and and shout out to our, our dude Joey, you know, in the Discord on Twitter, is when Sean. Kind of has to get away from the quarterback power. It seems like the offense performs better. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's about the flow, man. The rhythm, yes. man. Yes, hundred percent. Let, let James get into his flow and his rhythm. You know, I mean that that's the only like, you know, like Drew was such a nut where with him, you know, he can kind of handle it. He didn't lose anything, but with James, James is still trying to. Get comfortable in his offense. He's throwing on nobody's. You know, you just gotta let him, just let him stay in there. You know what I'm saying? Let him stay in there. And I get it. It's a, it's a balance that Sean Payton's trying to do because, look, uh, you know, Tizem Hill is a talented player, and he does provide like he does provide mismatches. You know, when he's when he's running the ball, you know, the, the defense is eleven. It's eleven on eleven, so it's it's a math game. I get it. So, you know, you get you you just I, I, but I, I'm, I'm not going to say it like I'm happy he's aged. I'm not. I'm not. No, 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 no. That, that, that's just, not what I. Yeah. Yeah, but I just I want to. I just want them to just let Jameis get in there and just get comfortable with the offense, a healthier offense with the players he should be playing with. And you know, I I I, I said it earlier, the Nick Manette thing. Yeah. It. I. I don't know. Wait. It, it may not be a thing where like. He gets targets or just a lot of reps, but I think it may allow Sean to use more thirteen personnel. Uh-huh. Uh, and you get you get Nick Bennett on the field, you get Alan Troutman, you get um, Juwan uh, Johnson, and if Nick Bennett and he's he's known to be a pretty decent blocking tight end can alleviate. Some of the blocking responsibilities from from Adam Troutman, right? You know, maybe he can be more of a weapon in the in the receiving game because that's been a complete complete disappointment coming into the season. And it's but not to pat ourselves on the back. I'm going to pat ourselves on the back. We warned about it all off season. We yeah. warned. We warned people like we. I we we just I don't know. Maybe we just saw. That was, and that wasn't a uh, uh, insult to Adam Troutman. It was just like just taking 15 targets and 15 catches from last season to just extrapolate that to right. a breakout was just yeah. dangerous to begin with. Exactly. We didn't see anything to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> like even if you think back to, to Jimmy's – Jimmy Graham's rookie season. And he was splitting time with like Shockey, I believe. Yeah. Right? Like you saw glimpses, bro. It's like, oh, well, I mean, he had like five hundred yards and like six, maybe six hundred and like five touchdowns. Like he, like he was coming out, and like, especially towards the end of the season, he yeah. was just like becoming dominant, Jim, Jimmy Graham, until he got hurt in the final game. So it's like you saw it, and not saying we expected Troutman to be anything like Jimmy Graham, but. Um, I, just last year, I just never saw it. Like, okay, he's nope. going to be it, and that's not saying he's never going to be it. But I didn't see it yet. I mean, the dude played at Dayton, man. Like, it's you know, if he is going to be something, it's going to take some time. Tight end in the NFL is like a tough job. You really got to understand. You got to really understand defenses and, and zones and the passing game and the blocking game and all that stuff. It just takes time to figure all that stuff out. Some pick it up quicker than another. Look, I mean. Um, Kyle Pitts, he's just starting to 
get it going, and he's yeah. like an athletic phenom. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, you know, you know his, you know, you know his true breakup, Dan. We know when that's gonna happen. Now. Oh yeah, but <laughs> I'm gonna be in the stadium for that bitch. But anyhow. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, to the to those points, those are a hundred percent kind of what what the worries were. But Nick, like Nick Vanette, I think can add something to the offense, even if even if fans just don't see the out like the the stats to to prove it. I think it could just be, be just be who man, bro. Just be who man for us. Come That's man. it. Catch a little um, one pass here and there, just a little one catch. It's like, oh shit, big converted an, an important third down. That's it, man. That's it. Although I, I, I said on Twitter, I said, you know what? Until until Alan Troutman shows so some more, like I'm not gonna call him Big Fish. That's that's hashtag Finding Nemo. Like <laughs> you, you, you gotta earn Big Fish, like <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nemo right now, bro. Until I see some, see some more. Um, is there anything, you know, in terms of the, the Seahawks defense as a fan going into this game that, that does worry it? So we should, we should make mention like it is in Seattle. It's a Monday night football yeah. game. Yeah. It's going to be, there. and this is not like, la- you know, this is not like last year. Um, it's going to be a hostile, it's going to be a hostile environment. And I, I think, that to your point, the whole thing with Eric McCoy being back is even more important because yes. we've seen how you know we saw that in Carolina and we too yeah. Carolina ain't like you know what I mean like, it's fucking Carolina, and, and the Patriots game, man. That Patriots yeah. game, it wasn't it wasn't clean. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't clean as far as picking up protections and stuff like that. So, you know, they're gonna need it out there because you know, even though it's not a good D line. They do blitz. They do bring some pressures, and they, you know, they could make life rough. And I think I saw where you know Jameis Winston is pressured like forty. Yeah, you said like forty-four uh, times, I believe. Like 44 percent. Yeah, forty-four times percent. Yeah, on this, on this, you know, on this drop base. That's that's not good. That's that's, a, good. that's alarming, bro. It's alarming. Like you did not see that with Breeze. Period. You did not see that. You know, and I was not blaming anybody. I'm just saying you didn't see that with Breeze, so you would want that to be much lower. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to Jameis, with some credit, he's been he's had a lot of big plays under pressure. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's to his credit, but let's not just put him under pressure as much. Can we not? Can we not do that? Let him let him have a flow in the offense. That's all I want to see, man. I don't want to see just some nice rhythm in the offense. I'm not asking for people acting like I'm asking for. 450 yards and five touchdowns. I'm not looking for that at all. You know, I just want to see a little rhythm to the offense, the little boom, 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 you know, just yep. hitting those plays that are there and that you should hit every time. Just hit those. And hopefully a defense like that will be able to see it more. Um, players or matchups from, like, the you know, the Seahawks defense that, you know, stand – stands out to you like as as much and as overrated as he may be one thing that Jamal Adams does do well is he played near the line of scrimmage and he blitzes and he brings pressure and we've seen that sometimes sometimes especially in you know away games that gives the offensive line um confusion and leads to like breakdowns and leads to sacks or whatever so if you see if, if 33 is close to like the line of scrimmage or is, you know, that's something that they have to be extremely mindful of. And well, one thing I worry about is them bringing him a lot just to keep AK in pass protection, mm. which, which, you know, would keep him out, you know, kind of take him out the pass game a little bit. So I do hope they kind of, I don't know, find a way to. I don't know, get AK opposite of right. the pressure and, you know, some screens, stuff like that. Just kind of find ways to beat that pressure because they're going to bring Jamal Adams because that's the only way to really use him effectively. So uh, I just hope they have a smart plan in place to kind of use that against them. Yeah, that's a great, great point of just kind of like the, you know, 
cat and mouse game, like the cat and mouse game that, you know, offensive, defensive players. Um, Bobby Wagner, stud. Um, but I will say, speaking of matchups, you brought up, you know, attacking Jamal Adams in coverage, which Sean Payton should for sure scheme some type of way to do that. But the the corner, the time the cornerback, the linebacker that plays next to Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks, um, you know, t- took over uh, KJ Wright's spot and and being Bobby Wagner's running buddy at the linebacker position. I watched quite a few of Jordan Brooks because he was one of those players who, yo, last year that kind of was like shooting up draft boards and he was like getting put like in late mocks and things like that. And he was from Texas Tech. And I was like, wait, Texas Tech has a fucking linebacker that's going to get drafted? High in the draft? Like, I was flummoxed. Flummoxed. And so I watched him a bit and I didn't see it. I just did not see it. And he's super uber athletic. But I don't, at times, he just doesn't offer anything more than that. So if you watch Seahawks games and or just Red Zone where you're watching Seahawks, like there have been plenty of times where uh, Jordan Brooks have just get, just beaten coverage, just beat in coverage or whatever. So that's another matchup in terms of Sean Payton attacking that he that he should attack. But like, let's be real, man. This Seahawks secondary. Oh, uh, bro, like, can you? Can, I mean, just cut Trey Flowers, didn't he? Yes. Name two Seahawks cornerbacks. Name them. Yeah, On the spot, Ryan. I can't. <laughs> and we are, and we are like, don't <laughs> heal with the jazz now, bro. I, I know, I know. <laughs> <sighs> DJ, DJ Reed and Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. I, li- I like Sidney Jones as a prospect. Loved him. Loved him, bro. Um, and, and then you got Jamal Adams and Quandre and Quandre Diggs at, at the safety's position. And I he, will say this. I will say this though. Like when I watch the Seattle defense, I hadn't, I hadn't studied them, but when I watch them on TV, you know they play hard. You know what I'm saying? Like they do play hard. They they play. They're, they're not good. You know they're not talented. The secondary is not talented, but they play hard. They tackle. You know, they tackle pretty well. They come up and make plays on the ball when you try to make those short throws to the flags and stuff like that. You know, but you got to get those dudes in coverage, man. You got to force them in man coverage and get them down the field because they could be beat. They could be beat like that. And they're not good behind that point. So, you know, it's going to be important to protect Jameis and let him, um, and let, 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 let my dog cook, man. Let him get it it's one of the few things that has worked on offense. You know, he has been able to hit those downfield throws. Um, yes, he has. But the, but the stat that I think it was is Mike Triplett. He oh. gave a stat. Um, you know, you know which one I'm talking about, bro. And I was I just like, I was like, what? Like, yeah. Um, it was just so the Saints had like. The oh, I gotta find it. This is this is terrible podcasting. But basically, like the Saints had the higher the highest number of like big plays, but also okay, there it is. What's wild about the Saints being tied for last in the NFL in passing plays of twenty plus yards is that they are tied for the first in a, in the NFL with four passing plays greater than forty nine plus yards, right? So <laughs> this and I, and I quote tweeted it and I said, right now this is the definition of a boomer bust offense. That's boomer bust. More boom. That, that's boomer bust. That's it. So we, we had pass plays like the biggest pass plays in the NFL are nothing. Like you said, <laughs> or nothing, bro. <laughs> and that's all I've been talking about, man, for weeks. That's all I've been talking about for weeks. And it's like, no, oh, I'm not I'm not trying to about but James James touched twelve touchdowns. Like, Look, I am talking about the stuff in between that stuff. You know what I'm saying? The twenty where's the twenty yard throws, the fifteen yard throws, the twenty five yard throws. Those are the things. And no, it's not all on him. Yes, 
our skill position is terrible. Yes, yes, I, could, I agree. So that's all I'm saying is just pointing that stuff out. It's like we need some of that stuff for the consistency to be in the offense. Um, and that's that's what we're searching for right now. That's what we're searching for. Hopefully with, you know, the help turning around a little bit, get Traquan. Of course, we get Traquan back, but Deontay Harris is still out. You know, that sucks. You, you know, you know, you, you know what the, you know what it is, Ryan. <laughs> I will say one of the most typical things things ever happened, right? When I, I so I saw the the, the Darrell Taylor injury against the Steelers wasn't moving, got carted off, like it was super scary, and I was at the hospital when when that happened. Handling something personal, and I'm watching it, or maybe it was on Twitter because it, it wasn't in the hospital TV. It was on Twitter, and I, as I'm looking at my phone, the first thing I thought of was, "We'll be back for Monday Night Football." <laughs> <laughs> and then two days later, Adam Schefter tweets, "Who about to get Demarcus Ware flashbacks, bro?" Yeah, man. Never fails. Always, as you saw, bro. I, I tweeted that Giants game, bro. Giants got everyone healthy. Everyone was healthy. <laughs> it doesn't even register to me anymore, bro. Now the whole team is a, is a walking mash unit, bro. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Russell Wilson's thumb to get right, man. <laughs> a finger injection, whatever it is. Wouldn't be shocked. Would it? Would you? Would you be shocked? Or he can't because he's on IR. He's on IR. And I do it. So they, they can't. But yeah, um, <laughs> let's let's flip it over. When the Seahawks are on the are on offense, excuse me, and the Saints are on defense. The, so you go, you go, you should have your full, pretty much your full defense, man. You get two first back. You got who first, who wasn't, who didn't play in week one, the the only game that two first did play in. Um, got Cam. The only person that you're, you're still kind of missing is Anyamada, who comes back. He should be back after this game, I believe. And then we talked about it before, but the decision that they have at linebacker with Juan, with Pete Warner, is such a quandary and a good quandary. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's they they got to make some they got to make some decisions in terms of how those snaps are going to be divvied up. Um, and let's, let's be honest, story of this game is going to be secondary. There are secondary against their receivers. That's it. You know that's one of the big stories. Can Marshawn? And my guess would be Paulson and Debo match up with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, those are tough matchups, man. I mean, the yes. only thing that equalizes it out is you know you got Geno Smith at QB. Yep. Um, but look, Geno, Geno, he's going to look at DK. He's going to look for DK. Uh, he's going to try to hit Lockett downfield. Um, it'll be interesting on the matchup. I think you put Lattimore on DK. I believe he played DK mostly when DK was a rookie. He did. He did. Yes. And, and he pretty he did a great besides like one great, big Yeah, one, one big catch late in the game. It was yeah. Kind of one of the, Other than that, he pretty much shut him down most of the game. But you know, DK is a better player now. He's yes. a better route runner. Uh he does a lot of the stuff over the middle now. He does, you know, the one place where you can catch uh, Marshawn Lattimore on you on those like crossing routes, Crossers, bro. Yeah, way you know he's running away from the defender. Um, I mean it's just a man beater. It's not nothing to do with Lattimore. It's just that's if you want to beat man, that's what you do. You get him in a bunch. You know you do a crosser and you get the get the cornerback in a trail position, and then somebody big body like DK is just a win. Like even if you even if you're in good coverage, he's just such a big body, it's hard to win. So. <clears throat> 
it's really going to be up to the pressure to really hurry Geno Smith, get his clock ticking. Uh, he holds on to the ball still years later. Um, he doesn't see – he has slow eyes, always has. I guess, I guess that's just who he is. But he does also, you know, when he's in rhythm, he plays within the scheme. Right. And, it, you know, they don't have a bad scheme. So if he if you let him just kind of get in rhythm and just hitting his players, going through progressions and boom, 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 you know, then it's, it's, it gets one of them annoying games. Like, you know, Daniel Jones or whatever. Just like, yep. why, is it, why is he moving the ball down the field? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this should not be happening. I mean, a big, a big thing, too. I mean, I know it's Pete Carroll, so he, they are a hundred percent going to try to establish the run. What Alex called, like Chris Carson, Chris Carson's hurt; he's on IR, just like Russell, Russell Wilson is. Um, so that's going to be on, you know, Alex Collins, maybe um, DJ. I believe it's DJ Dallas who is like his backup. Um, so this is for sure a, a game where it's the the. The run defense has, for the most part, been pretty good. Um, yeah. Nothing that's concerning. So they for sure got to take those running backs out of the game. But the two players, honestly, that scared me the most, you know, is TJ Lock or excuse me, Tyler Lockett and Will Disley. Like, it's, it sounds weird, bro. Yeah. It sounds weird, but Tyler Lockett is the absolute game changer. Yes. And if he's going to be matched up on a rookie. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Like, I think you got to, you got to put, you let Marshawn get DK and you got to really limit how much safety help you give in that matchup. Cause you got to believe that uh, this top three corner who's been playing like a top three corner all season can hold up against DK without help. Um, and you got to shade some help over to help. Don't back me, bro. Because I, 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 I don't like those fifty-yard, sixty-yard bombs. And again, I know it's not Russell, and I, I get it. But if he's just streaking down the middle of the field, that can that can, like you said, it can be like a long, like oh god, here, here we go, here we go. And then Will Disley to me just is just. You know, I don't know if it's going to Quan or whoever, but like that's just someone that it seems like to help consistently help the Seahawks move. Yeah, the, those annoying those annoying catches, those annoying catches for first downs, and you just like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, like fucking Will Disley, bro, Will Disley, <laughs> like <laughs> so, like to me, like those those are the keys. Um, this offensive line is is not good. It's been a problem. Um, they, they have a good left tackle in Dwayne Brown. Uh, their left guard, Damian Lewis, he didn't practice today. Or, yeah, he was a, he was a, a DMP in terms of practice. Um, like, I, we say it all the time, bro. We, we do. Like, oh, this, this should be, you know, this should be a good feast, offensive line. Feast. Just feast. T.J. Just... Watt, Watt was like a Tasmanian devil. You know what I'm saying? Like you got man, man we need to as as many as many draft resources have been put into this defensive line. We got to see something. Show me something, Peyton Turner. Oh, let's come on, man! Come on, it's time, bro. It's time, man. It's time. It's time. You know, Cam Jordan, mm. his best days are gone. They are mm. gone. I still believe he's a good player. You know, they have on a roster, overpaid at this point, um, but still a good player. He, I mean, pressure-wise, he's the best pass person we got right now. That's wild. That's not, say, that's not saying much. I'm just saying that he is. That's um, wild to me. Because, I, I, you know, I was, I was annoyed today. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, this yeah. week. I, bro, I was like. What what can just, we do to get this Negro off the team? I was going to go, drive the bus. <laughs> Cleveland, Jacksonville, where? 
I took a fourth round pick. Just you, you, like, you can feel it in my text messages. <laughs> and it all, you know what it's still from, bro? Do you know what it's still from? Like the Cincinnati Bengals account with trick or trade going off. Five and a half yeah. sacks this season. <laughs> this is, this is annoying, this nigga like. has the audacity. Zero sacks, brother. So, so again, uh, you know, we again were we taking a step back emotionally, but there's sometimes things, bro. Like I just that just I see and I'm just like, just like the fucking big boy. Like oh, I, I know what that ain't who I think it is. <laughs> this man had to change his charity given to the hurricane out of relief to just touchdowns because he wasn't getting sacks, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> he shouldn't have done it in the first place. I was like, sex. <laughs> Damn sex. The pressures get something. You know? <laughs> I mean, he, he went in a lot better if it was TFLs, bro. Something. Tackles? <laughs> <laughs> sex? Uh, no, no. But to your point, to your point, after a Impressive game in week two and his debut. I ain't, I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it at who first, bro. I ain't seen it, bro. I ain't seen it at all. I, got, and, I need, you know, I need they're getting it. a lot of double teams. They're getting a lot of double teams. I hear all that. I hear it. I hear it. But you know, you know what makes it even more super frustrating? And I will 100% preface this by saying when I watched him at Penn State, I, I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, O'Day. O O E. What? He is in like potentially like the running for like defensive rookie of the year. He mm. was drafted after who first, and he is making game playing change game changing plays for the Ravens defense, bro. Mm. Ravens cooking, bro. Cooking. Because their rookie edge, who that they, they, they that's what they needed, right? Like that was one of the things they lost. They lost Matt Judon in, in free agency. Um, you know, had concerns about their pass rush. They get they go out and get the most the, the one of the most athletic edges that's kind of been tested, right? I, I remember when my girl when, when my girl was doing all like the stats for the prospects, like he was so a unicorn of how he tested. Like it was oh. just insane. Which how he's usually like that. But he's not he's not built big though. Like he's uh-huh. he's a like a, a speed demon yeah. off the edge, but he ain't, want, he ain't yeah, they want that girth. That that meat. It's <laughs> like that meat. <laughs> like a dick. And so even though he, all the other measurables, he, he, I just like thought the, the probably the, the height and the weight probably w- was not in there, the prototype. Um, and again, this is coming from someone when I watched him at Penn State, I didn't see it. Did not see it. And, you know, athleticism at times helps athletes very much in the NFL. All that to say, hashtag who first, you had a great, great start to your rookie season. You, you got to start making some plays, bro. I already submitted to my apology for Pete Warner. Hey. Solidified hey, is out there. Shit. Pete, and I, like, listen, I just think Pete Warner's scratching the surface, bro. Yeah, man. Like He's a good player, bro. He's going to get some picks for being like, again, because why? He's in the right spot. <laughs> Always where he's supposed to be. Right, he's going to get some picks. And, we, and like, we, we will eat all the crow. On Pete Warner, all of it. That, that's why. That's why I I turned in my draft card, bro. Turned it in for two reasons. Good. One, 
was tired of being disappointed on draft day because it was like you know, like like you made the great analogy. Draft day comes, I'm expecting a PS5. I'm getting socks and ties, bro, yeah, from the yeah. Saints. Was, t- was fed up, Ryan. Fed up. Two, as as good as I was at sometimes in in you know draft or scouting players, I've been dreadfully wrong and times this time players as well. And so that was just like I don't I just and I know when the offseason comes, like we I don't I don't even fucking know, bro. Like I, I I'm not gonna watch anyone. <laughs> Turned it in. Um but this really really should be a game that the Saints win. Um <laughs> it should. It should. Like you you they like this is a gift. Like like how this the schedule has worked out, like you have to go to Seattle, but like you have to deal with like you have to deal with like Russell, you have to deal with Geno Smith and you know and and Alex Collins. You, you and what's our uh, what's our, our our record right now? Four and two, three and two, three and two, three and two. You'll be four and two. and two, heading to play the Tampa Bay Bucks on Halloween. Come on, man! With a chance to you know at least be even in first. Please. Come on, man. You you can't ask for and your team coming off a bye is as healthy as it's been in a long time. Right. So come on now. Like we already we had our loss. We had that loss that the Saints have every year, but it should have won. And it'll probably come back to bite them in the ass down the line. No problem. It that, it, that loss, let that giant's loss be that loss. Yeah, that won't be that loss. Don't have, don't have, don't have, don't have two of them. Right, like take care. Come on, man. They, they're serving you, Geno Smith, man. On a platter, Ryan. I'm sorry, Greg Rosenthal. You know, I've been on Team Geno too. You know, but it is what it is. You know, this week is fuck Geno. So, um, we didn't. We haven't really hit on special teams if. If Deontay Harris was, you know, was playing, I would say, like, man, like, this is the, the game he kind of broke out, you know, return run back for a punt. Can, also, speaking of special teams, can we stop putting AK back on punt returns? Can we stop? stop. Can we stop? Big nuts, let's. Oh, God. What a breath of fresh air that's going to be. Please. I, I just hope he's okay, man. Like, I just... Sean gonna have him go out there try to fifty six yard or some shit and just destroy the top. Like, please don't do that, Sean. You know, like start him out with like a thirty three or something. Bro, I'm laughing so hard because it's so true. You know it is, man. He's gonna be like, I got Lux back. Go ahead and hit that shit, Lux. <laughs> this man had a core injury, whatever it was. Like, come on now. <laughs> No, no easing him back in, bro. No easing, man. <laughs> man. It's been dreadful, bro. Dreadful. Dreadful, bro. Like it's just been, it's been a roller coaster. Um, let's let's tighten this up before we get out of here. Trade deadlines September second. September second. You know, talk about wide receivers. We talked about Marlon Mack. What? Are, Let's let's just be realistic for a second. What are some potential realistic moves that you that the team could make that could help the team that you think would help the team? You know, think about maybe the, you know one of the first things I always do when I start talking about trades. I pull up Tankathon and I see like the top ten yeah. in the draft, right? And, and just go, who, what team might just start, just have a fire cell, right? Because <laughs> that's important. Um, so, you know, you got Detroit, you got maybe Miami, Houston. Sounds like, like, let me give a perfect example of someone who I think is on the trade deadline, but it's like a player I would not want the Saints to trade for, even though he kind of fits the bill of exactly what they would need is like Evan Ingram from the Giants. Keep him away from my team. Stop it. Nope. 
no, no, no. You don't want them. Don't want them. Do not want. Um, but like, what are you know some realistic potential moves? You know, just give me you know just a couple that you could see them making or you would want them to make. Who else is in the top ten? Uh, so it's Detroit, it's Miami, but obviously their pick is going to Philly, Jacksonville, Houston, the Giants, the Jets, New England, Philly's own pick, uh, the Colts, but they're still kind of in the shitty division. Think they can might win, and the Washington Football Team. You know, New England. What's that wide receiver name we talked about on takes? Um. Uh, oh, you're talking about um the first, former first rounder? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm out, I think I'm out on that one, bro. Like <laughs> he looks <laughs> dreadful. You know, I mean, Jets. You know, I mean, what are you doing with 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 with, with uh Denzel Mims, Mims, Jamison Crowder, Houston, Houston? Like, look, man, look, Cooks. What up, what up bro? Brandon Cooks. Ah, you have. I don't know if you ever watched Arrow, but you have failed this city. Just. <laughs> Bring it back, man. You know, just for that, like for that sake, I want. I'm just curious what the compensation would be to get Brandon Cooks back. Okay, um, I would say it could be more than a like. Keep in mind, like Houston literally just cut uh, um, their edge rusher, yeah, merciless, really merciless. This like, like been there, been there forever. Yeah, and just cut him. To, for like a youth movement, like nah, but like y'all tanking, like I'm not dumb. Uh, I mean, what would I give up for Brandon Cooks? I would think like, think it would be like a fourth. You would have to give up a fourth. Yeah, I'd usually give up a fourth. I don't even know if we have one or not. I'd work out something, man. Something. I mean, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a high, you know, it wouldn't be a second or anything like that. No, no. You know, conditional third, maybe. Um, but something. But you know, I mean, those are those are tough trades to, to make happen. There, but I will. But I've seen no evidence that they want to. Like this, I just seen evidence the Saints. None. <laughs> the Saints are even trying. Like they, they feel like their wide receiver wide receiver room is is Teflon right now. You know what I'm saying? They got Trequan coming back. MTB back in a couple weeks. They good, man. What you talking about? Help. Y'all niggas don't need no help. <laughs> well, Saints, like we as Saints fans, like we on fire, right? And we sound like y'all water. Shit, y'all need no water. Y'all all right. On paper, though, like, look, if you got a healthy Mike Thomas, Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Deontay Harris and Kenny Stills. That's not terrible. It's okay. not a terrible room. Like, I think that's, that's what they're telling themselves. That's all I'm saying. It absolutely is not. But I will say that so much of that 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 basis and that mindset is tied into and is predicated on you're assuming that. Michael Thomas comes back and he's going to be Michael Thomas again. Yes, exactly. And I think that in itself, as a just as a fan that you know, just a thinking fan, there's a lot of risk in that assumption. Exactly, and he's such Michael Thomas is such a domino piece because yes. there's such a big gap after him. It's not like Traquan Smith is just right there with. You know, Michael Thomas is just a couple of steps back, or Marquez Keller is just a couple of steps back. No, they're not in his league. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, not, it's a different league. It's, not, it's just not the same fucking league. You know what I'm saying? So when you take my, Mike Thomas out, who's going to look, he's coming back up from an ankle injury that's taking months to heal. So it's going to take some time. So you're talking about, man, like, 
Hey, Mike Thomas might not be good until like week 13, 14. If that's what this that's season what, at all. That's what I'm saying, man. That's, that's, the, that's the risk. It's a lot of risk. That, that's all I'm saying. And I, I think from my perspective, I was, and I, again, as a fan, I was like, how about you just bring someone else in that maybe could help mitigate that risk a bit? That's it. That's it. Help mitigate the risk. Because then, conversely, if Mike Thomas comes back and he is Mike Thomas, and then you brought in someone, now you really fucking cook it. Do what you did with Bradley Roby. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you brought Bradley Roby in, come to find out it wasn't that you really, 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 really needed him, but you still want to keep him because, okay, now we have them. Like, Kim Crawley is back to being, like, our fourth cornerback, where he should be. Right. That's that's where King Crawley belongs. You know what I'm saying? So, and now you're good, you know? So why not do something like that? They they just aren't seeing it like that, man. They are not. Um, Other trade stuff, talking about a player I could see the Saints trading. And I don't know if I can see other teams calling about him, but maybe they, they will. They like him pre-draft a lot. It's like, maybe trade Zach Bond, bro. Like, he is wasting away, and he's playing kickoff, kickoff special teams and punt special teams. I would love to see. I, mean, I just wonder if anybody else out there loves him. Like, right. And that's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would – it would take a team, I don't know, the Pats, New, New England, Houston ain't probably trained them because they're trying to accumulate draft picks. Um, but it would take a team that could see a vision of him and how he could fit into their defense and probably would have to have loved him pre-draft and say and be like, wait, why are the Saints using him like that? <laughs> like, huh? Yeah. Like we, you know, he's a pass rusher. Like let's let's you know, we need to get him in the in the building to like rush the passer to try to facilitate something like that to happen. But I just because like I, I don't know. But the biggest question or hypothetical to really think about, and again, this is go this is the Joe the Joey's piece, Joey's question is. Would you trade Toron Armstead right now? Mm-hmm. <coughs> if, if, you, if you really think about it, if you really think about it, he is legit. But besides besides players that the, we know that the Saints would not trade, he is the only piece on the offense that has value. He's older. He is off injured, and I sound, I feel pretty confident in saying that I do not think he's going to be back next season. He's, he, he's going to want to, he's going to want to get paid, and he's, it's probably going to be his last big payday before his career is over, and something that we know is that the NFL, and NFL teams all need offensive line help across the board. More often than not. Doesn't matter who you are, you you need O line help. So if a team came to you and offered you a player or pick or picks for Tehran, would you trade them? Because a you could say no, and maybe like if you lose them in free agency and you don't, and the Saints don't go crazy in free agency because they're probably not going to because they're gonna be broke as hell. So they'll get a comp pick for him, um, but you don't know what, you know, what that comp pick may be and what round it's going to be. You have to wait a year to get that. You, you're, the way is you're getting something for him ahead of time before he were potentially to leave. He brought it up a couple of days ago, and it just had me like, hmm. Hmm. It's interesting, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, they rarely do it. Rarely. Um, he, I, I mean, if a team calls and offers you, you know, a second round pick, 
man, you gotta, you gotta, I don't know, I mean, you gotta think about that, you know? Gotcha. Because, like, so, they get perfect, first so, round pick, it's, it's, it's not a really much a decision. Because, think about to the whole situation with the Ravens this, this offseason. Orlando Brown was drafted, played left tackle at Oklahoma. He gets to, he gets to Baltimore. They already have Ronnie Stanley. So he gets put at right tackle. Ronnie Stanley gets injured. He gets over a left tackle, does a really good job at left tackle. And then basically was like, I'm a left tackle. I'm not going to play right tackle. If you want me to, like, if you want me to play right tackle, you need to trade me somewhere. So we got traded to the Chiefs, the number 31 overall pick. A lot younger, not as much injury history, but like, Good offensive linemen, especially tackles, carry so much value in the league. They really do. So, so when he brought it up, I was like, I, I think it depends on the compensation or maybe who the player is, but it's something that you really gotta like be like, huh? Because I mean, I, I'm not breaking down offensive line, and I'm not. In no way am I saying that hashtag put him in the Hurst is at Tehran's level, but he's been a serviceable to pretty decent left tackle. In 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 Tehran's absence, it's really something that makes you just you know that yeah. you know that you got to think about it. You got to think about it. I wouldn't push him out. Right, you don't right. I wouldn't like, oh, just give me anything. I get him my no. No, 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 no. It has to be worth it. But I think about it. <laughs> you, you would have to. You would have to. Um, but anyway, I want I want to hear the fans' thoughts. So if you listen to this whole entire episode, we know it's a longer one, a long one. But if you listen to this whole entire episode, especially the end. Give us give us what y'all think in terms of feedback, you know, in trading T Stead. Are you as a fan adamantly opposed to it? Was it something that you would consider? And let us know. Hit us up on the you know the Twitter account when it's posted on the Instagram account. Hit us up there. Uh, if you're in the Discord, I mean, if you're in the Discord, we've already kind of had discuss discussion and conversation already. But you become a Patreon donator and get access to the discord just a really good you know philosophical football question to think about if you're a Saints fan and it's always popping like you can just pop it oh, yeah. time. just throw a question out there throw a comment whatever you think whatever and it's people you don't someone will will get back to you at some point sometimes and, and during game day on Sundays all that bitches oh yeah Humming. Um, so we still don't know what we're gonna do for the game on Monday night. We don't know if we're gonna do a live podcast. We're gonna see if maybe if we can do like a YouTube show, whatever. We'll we'll test that around. Um, and then once we decide what we're able to do, we'll get that posted. Um, so you know, if we're doing something live that you guys can join us. Yeah. So with that, we're, we're we wait Monday night football. We wait what sees what happen Monday night. Uh, thank you guys for supporting us, giving us so much support. Everything that you guys do for us. Um, if you're not a Patreon, please become a Patreon. Leave the reviews on on iTunes, all that in terms of you know getting the the rating up for the podcast. Um, take care of yourselves and your people with that. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.